0: Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing.
1: Enjoy. Smug. Confident. Secure because you are sane. Do you know what madness is or how it strikes you seen the demons that surge through the corridors of the crazed mind. Come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it.
0: Exercise the terror from scum of the earth. Namaste, yogis. In today's class, we are going to be working on balance. (laughs) This is the wrong copy. (laughs) Marjorie! The wrong copy. Marjorie? Oh, wait. I don't know anybody named Marjorie. Mine, I? 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 okie dokie, folks. I'm Frank Bonacci and I'm the scum of the earth. Check us out on Twitter at zoning out pod. And while you're over in them, there, Twitter parts, give a fine how do you do to our lovely benefactors at bloody FM. So, yeah, I do a lot of yoga now, it's good for like the joints, and my joints hurt. I don't mean just like at the moment, I mean, they just hurt in perpetuity these days, they just suck. It's like that Lewis C.K. bit. Also, when I get out of bed, there's all these cracking noises that accompany me moving. It sounds like somebody going shithouse on canastas. By the way, I'm wearing these glasses. I know you can't see it in radio, but I'm wearing glasses because I can't see anything anymore. That's just Oh, I also take blood pressure medication so my good lady wife doesn't wake up to my cold, stroked out remains one morning. I also take Metamucil to stay regular. Yes, folks, I'm old and finished. Old and finished. But circling back to that Metamucil thing, like there's, you're never too young to get enough fiber. Like, and according to statistics, most of you aren't. Do you look, it's just that, look, do you want to get roids? Do you want to get roids? No, take some Musil or the cheaper store brand equivalent. Anyway, yeah, I'm feeling that age, man. Oh, you know, what's really demoralizing when you get your first gray ear hair. When you start getting hair in your ears, that's like, that's just a fun little party in of itself. But once it's, there's, they lose their pigment, just fantastic. Uh, so i wasted my youth that's the other thing but you know who didn't waste their youth our guest today on the scum of the earth podcast today i wrote today twice good one shithead anyway at the age of 16 when most of us were still playing with pogs is that still a thing no, okie doke. They wrote, directed, and starred, and did just about everything else for their first feature film, the wonderfully loving tribute to the exploitation films of the 60s, B.C. Butcher, which was then picked up by Tromo. In the time since then, they've directed dozens of shorts and music videos, and has appeared as an actor in, at last count, 11 billion projects. They, they have a new feature on the horizon, the Mondo-style documentary, Cuddly Toys, as well as their book, The Cuddly Toys Companion, and another book she'll tell you about. She just told me about it right before... We went on and I forgot the title already. Very sorry. (laughs) Anyway, it is my great honor to welcome Miss Kansas Bowling to the show. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So I remember hearing about you for the first time when your film was either being made or was picked up by Troma. There was a lot of articles being put out by like Ain't It Cool and Chud and a lot of just those Austin-y film blogs. Yeah. What was that like when you, this film you made, uh, you're a teenager and you're getting this kind of press. Was that overwhelming?
1: Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I, well, I, like, I don't know. I didn't expect anything to happen with that movie ever at all. Like I was like, oh, instead of going to film school, I can just make a movie. And if someone watches it, that's cool. I, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. No, also at the same time, it was my goal to have trauma put it out. And they didn't want to at first too. And But and then I like kind of told them I was like, no, you guys have to. And then he was just like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really easy. But, you know, it's easy No, you have to. They, OK. They, yeah, don't, yeah. they don't pay you. So that's why they make it easy.
0: You have to. I <laughs> hadn't thought of it that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, maybe you should try some other companies. Like, no, it's OK. You guys can do it.
0: What's it like working with Lloyd? Lloyd um, Calvin, had a trauma side. Uh,
1: I mean, I never I didn't like work with him at the time so I was like a trauma fan but you know things change when, when they don't pay you money um oh so-
0: oh. <laughs> oh yeah well here's the funny <laughs> thing about trauma I, yeah, that's
1: the funny thing.
0: I worked in production for a lot of time and I was a big trauma head when I was a teenager myself and I was like I should work for trauma until I I started beating people who had <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. like it's like, yeah, it's they pay in sandwiches more or less. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I need money. But you know, yeah. that's that's how they did with Cannibal the Musical, too. Like if Trey Parker and Matt Smith's, uh Matt Stone's first film, they just said like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, nobody's going to give you money. This <laughs> is like, it's like, OK, just take it. But it's cool to get yeah. a film out there. And it's that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, he's got to pay for his three story penthouse Manhattan somehow. So <laughs> I'm happy to contribute
0: <laughs> congratulations
1: uh, <laughs> now that
0: film there's a lot of references to the exploitation films of uh the 60s early 70s where did that love come from of that era i'm a fan myself obviously because scum of the earth i'm a huge h uh HG lewis fan
1: oh yeah yeah me too actually i i scum of the earth is really cool i i don't know exactly where it came from it's not like i had any, anyone to introduce me to these movies I, I just started to discover them on my own and it's just sort of the ones that connected with me the most. But yeah, even even today, like my the movie, all the movies I love are primarily from the seventies. It's just I think that was just the golden age of cinema.
0: That's what me and John talk about all the time. Like during the pandemic, we were just miserable watching like anything current coming out. It's like can yeah, we just, and we just started deep diving into the seventies, and it's just like I've become obsessed recently with the TV movies, especially the horror TV movies from that era. Oh, yeah, there's Uh,
1: some really good ones.
0: Amazing. It's just like this is better than most of like the indie horror films that people are like celebrating. This is brilliant. I'm like, yeah, I saw a TV movie from 73.
1: Yeah. Have you seen the, the, The Spell?
0: I've never seen The Spell
1: that's a really good 70s tv movie we also you know go ask alice and all those are really great seen alice.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. what's it called uh the one with barbara Stanwyck? uh something evil touch of evil? not touch of evil but uh <laughs> i forget what it's called they mostly have evil in the title <laughs> something of evil uh um, i love bc butcher by the way uh
1: sorry, thank you. sorry
0: you didn't get paid for that but uh, no
1: it's okay <laughs> uh, my... I, I don't mean to be such a such a downer but it's like <laughs> you know people ask me like what was your experience like, i'm not gonna lie <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i should have known better because it's just like yeah trauma don't pay people it's like i wonder if <laughs> if she, maybe she made nope, you <laughs> know yeah <laughs> uh kato oh, Kalen stuff in that movie like me and my wife like like when we lovingly embrace i go oh memories it's so much fun being with you remember when i got that saber just for you and you said i want to get some meat and i bought it for you oh memories Mm. oh we say that all the time to each other
1: that's so funny Yeah, it's it is a weird thing though, because I made that so long ago. And you know, I've I've made this new movie, Cuddly Toys, which has been done for quite some time now. There's just been some issues with distribution. So it's just weird to keep talking about BC Butcher when I have this new movie that I'm actually proud of that's done. I have uh to get it out, out of the out.
0: way. I'm sorry. I just yeah, like yeah. it's no, like, no. yeah, I gotta do the whole thing.
1: I, I know it's 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 a necessary <laughs> thing to
0: really like,
1: But yeah, Cuddly Toys is coming out um should be around like April. So that that's very exciting. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: because <laughs> uh it was playing festivals and i was going to get to this later but so it's a mondo style documentary uh i always describe mondo documentaries to people who haven't seen it as they're like regular documentaries but usually made by degenerate italians <laughs> yeah
1: the, the story with them is that like in the early 60s these exploitation filmmakers they would get away with showing a lot more if they marketed them as educational documentaries So certain like hardcore pornography and things like that weren't allowed. But, you know, if you you film a woman giving birth, you're like, oh, this is educational. Teenage mother. Things like that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Needs nine months of trouble.
1: (laughs) But then, of course, you know, they just like get weirder and weirder. And then the most famous Mondo film was in the 70s, which is, of course, Faces of Death, which took it to a whole new level by showing people footage of real death supposedly that's what they were marketing as but most of it's staged but <laughs> there are, is some real um disgusting things in it
0: yeah i grew up in the 80s and that was known as the tape
1: like, yeah that was
0: exactly. a thing that was like talked about in hush whispers but it, the weird thing is every kid wound up seeing it every mm-hmm. kid yeah. like and i mean before like before puberty like we all seen it mm-hmm. uh you know not want know how stupid i am is that i i know how fake it is but I just recently learned that Francis P. Gross, the host, it's like, he wasn't a real person, that's an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, that, so I'm like, wait, he's not a real pathologist? Yeah, no, dummy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, my, my new movie, Cuddly Toys, is actually, uh, it's styled after Faces of Death, like I play the professor character. But instead of showing footage of death, I'm talking to the audience as if they're parents and showing them footage of what their delinquent daughters are up to. I actually, weirdly, just by chance, met one of the directors of Faces of Death in Fort Collins, Colorado.
0: Get out of here.
1: Yeah, because it's credited as just one person, but it was actually two people. One of the directors is the one that sort of like he does like Q&A's for occasionally and stuff like that. But then there's like the other secret one (laughs) (laughs) who now lives on a ranch in Colorado. And I met him. um, And he's like, so cool. His name's John. And I, I told him, I was like, I just finished this movie called Cuddly Toys. That's like a rip off of your movie. And I was like, can I show it to you someday? And I like came back to Colorado later and I set up this little screening at a gallery and I, I showed him in Denver. You got and, to show uh, up your movie? Yeah. Yeah. I got oh, the that's so stamp, cool. stamp of approval. Oh, um, that's
0: so cool. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it was great
0: so the title cuddly toys comes from the monkey song cuddly toy
1: harry nelson monkey song yeah
0: so i just gotta ask <laughs> otherwise this interview might end quickly uh-oh no, i'm just kidding uh <laughs> the monkeys hey uh-huh. one of the most important american films ever
1: do you agree <laughs> i i do agree it's important but <laughs> I'm, I, uh, that's hyperbole in my part i hate to break it to you, but i am i am over my monkeys phase. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god how do you get over the monkeys uh, Long story. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> well, I'll just say this. So I was really, really deep into the monkeys world. And it's it is the most insane, rabid group of fans I've ever encountered in my life. They're, they're the most unstable people. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but so yeah, it was kind of like breaking out of a cult.
0: Hmm. wait um, wait it's like that do they brand people what is going on over there with no. i have I, i'm like not i don't deal with like other monkeys no. fans it's just kind of my my secret thing like you know i just i love the show i love 33 and a third revolutions per monkey and of course the movie yeah hey. i mean
1: <laughs> uh no i i can't like i have to admit there is like there's some really great monkey stuff i I haven't listened to any monkeys in like a, a year though I, I shouldn't be part of any sort of crazy fan thing but you know it's just it's just how i am it's in my blood i have to like be a super fan of something at all times you know oh yeah and so i yeah i i am like really really deep into the most important uh person ever my i'm the number one fan of cw mccall
0: we got, a gr- we got a great big convoy <laughs> Riding right through the night? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> like you ever see,
0: you ever see the Peck and Paw movie? Uh basically. I on just said I'm
1: I just said I'm the number one fan, so <laughs> uh, yeah, <dumb. laughs>
0: isn't that amazing um, that a song for a lo- was it a local bread company that made
1: Yeah, see you know you know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. well see Dog me call, he he was an advertising man in Omaha. Well, his real name is Bill Fries, And he got this job making commercials for Old Home Bread. Mm -hmm. So he made these commercials where there was a trucker named C.W. McCall. So that was a fake made up name. And then there was a waitress named Mavis Davis. And he's he there was like this romance between them. And he wrote like a little jingle. And he wasn't originally going to voice it. But the actor they hired to play C.W. McCall didn't have like a deep enough voice. And Bill has really deep voice. so He's like, okay, whatever, I'll just do it. And the commercial became so popular that like people were requesting like, well, what happens? What happens between C W Mavis Davis? So they had to like make more, and then it became like this whole like soap opera style serial of commercials. They became so popular there were fan clubs for Mavis and C W. The TV guide had to list when the commercials were going to play, <laughs> and then eventually MGM reached out to him, and was like, do you want to put all these stories together into a song and release it as a single? So he did, and it actually charted. So then they they let him put out an album. Album. So then he had his first album, Wolf Creek Pass, which is a masterpiece. And that did fairly well, too. So then they gave him a five record deal. And his second album had Convoy on it, which he wrote based off of like trucker jargon that he would listen to on a CB radio. And it was actually it was just the B side to one of his songs. And it became so popular. It went straight to number one, January of 76, like in the height of disco. The number one song was Convoy by Sean McCall <laughs> about CB radios and truckers. And it started like the This CD radio craze.
0: Well, there was like a big truck, like the outlaw person on the road, was such a big like subgenre well, in the '70s. Well,
1: a lot of that started with with Convoy, though. Like there there were trucker songs in the in the '60s with like Dave Dudley and Red Sovine and stuff, but like the real craze where it was like CD radios, they were they were selling like four hundred thousand a year, and then Convoy came out and they were selling like two million a year. It was like insane, and then that's when all the trucker films started after Convoy, and then of course Sam Paul made the movie based on his song too. <laughs> so like Smoking the Bandit was because of CW. Like I, all those things were because of CW.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize the chronology of that, that yeah, smoking the Bandit must have happened because of that truck, that trucker CB radio craze.
1: Yeah, isn't it incredible?
0: <laughs> also, John, a fun fact, uh, I, I don't think you've seen Convoy, but uh, the hood ornament on the truck, uh, the duck, rubber ducks truck is uh, the same hood ornament in uh, Death Proof that uh kurt russell's character has yeah that's what that's from
1: yeah that's that's, fantastic that's that's because of cw2 because his uh his cb handle is rubber duck so that's why they had it's the duck on the on the front of the truck
0: big pen this is a rubber duck i'm about to put the hammer down you have to say it that way
1: (laughs) yeah calling all trucks says here's the duck (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: great (laughs) I was not expecting, I was like, I was not expecting that in this interview. Just like CW would call, like, oh, cool. <laughs> All right, let's call it.
1: That's only the tip of the iceberg. He's done so many amazing things in his life. And I- I've started this enormous collection of memorabilia too. I'm planning on opening a CW memorabilia museum too out here in Nevada. So if anyone listening has any rare uh, CW or, re- or related memorabilia, like if it's- there's any like uh Mavis Davis fan club stuff anything like that and you don't want it or if you want to sell it or anything reach out to me please I am in the market for rare memorabilia
0: <laughs> Cuddly Toys has been playing festivals
1: yeah yeah uh, I ha- actually uh just got back from Switzerland last week I played in Switzerland
0: oh has it been received do people understand the point of reference like people who don't understand the point of reference of the subgenre, Mondo and *Spaces uh, of Death*, do they get? Like, are they getting it, or are they like?
1: Um, people are definitely getting offended, but then there's you know the whole other side of it where there's people that are really love the movie too. So, it's it's a uh, it's one of those where people are either. Really love it or hate it, so I think that's a good thing.
0: <laughs> you're a person who's obsessed like visual things that you're obsessed with, which is awesome. I love people yeah. who are filmmakers and artists who are who are just interested in something or think, oh, that'd be interesting for an audience. Generally, boring people, people uh-huh. filmmakers like you who are like, I have an obsession. I need to see this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, are my
0: favorite people to like watch. It's like, why do you do it that way? Because they need to say it that way. Like you don't understand. They're not doing. It's the boss is the boss, like Stephen King says. people having extreme reactions is definitely a good thing though you should be ecstatic about that because if if they're not having extreme reactions that means you're playing it safe and then people are going to watch your thing and then immediately forget about it 5 minutes after it's over and then it's yeah, like it never you. happened.
1: Yeah, I'm, I I so, am I'm really excited about it. It since it's not out yet it it has like I've had like some private screenings and stuff and then the producers have been showing it privately to people as well and I just I really love hearing the feedback. I've, everyone has a different opinion on it so it's it's really fun to hear. <laughs> even even the bad opinions are kind of funny so Now, how did it come
0: about this film? Like was it just like I love Faces of Death?
1: I actually when I when I did write it, I wasn't really explicitly trying to rip all faces of death, but then I was I I was just I just wanted to make a Bondo movie. But you know, after like it started after i got it going and stuff i was like oh it is you know this is faces of death but <laughs> <laughs> um it's 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 a little more abstract though than that one it's not so straightforward as like here's footage now back to the professor. professor here's footage and then back it's these like stories begin and they all sort of Start to blend together. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's it's a pretty much my favorite movie of all time. It's technically a mondo movie. It's uh the Orson Welles movie F for Fake. I was about to say, does that fit into a? I
0: was <laughs> I had that lit on my notes. I'm like, does oh, F really fake count as a mondo film? But it does. I mean, have...
1: yeah. Why why wouldn't it? Yeah, it's like it's because it's, it's definitely a pseudo documentary. There's there's real stuff and then all the Picasso stuff at the end, which is like the most amazing filmmaking ever. Is totally made up. Yeah, so that's my favorite movie of all time. But so my, oh, the one. editing. Yeah, the, the editing is very influenced by that. Mm. It has my favorite editing too. That's
0: yeah. a well, that's the thing with Orson Wells, is just like on an editorial level, that guy was like decades ahead of everybody else. Like people yeah, are like he's, he's a genius. And my favorite of his films is the trial. It's the anxiety dreams, I'm like a fan of. It's just like yeah. <laughs> I have many. So it's just like, oh, this makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I I watched that on VHS, like when I was in high school, I don't even really remember it that much.
0: That and Chimes of Midnight's really amazing too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I love Lady from Shanghai also.
0: Never saw Lady from Shanghai.
1: It's it's really good. The I mean the end scene is like this classic funhouse mirror scene. It's uh, it's really beautiful.
0: Yeah, I know that's where. The, yeah, I know that from like pop culture because that's a thing that yeah. gets ripped off and referenced a ton. But I've never yeah. actually <laughs> sat down and watched it. Yeah, K- uh, Kansas. You also have a book, a companion book to Cuddly Toys that I have in my hand right now. Why am I holding it up? <laughs> Nobody can see it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I wrote a companion book, which is actually weirdly out right now, um, but it won't make any sense until you see the movie. So you can buy one right now and then just hold on to it until you see the movie. But it won't really make much sense until you see it because it's it's a, about making the movie just because the movie was very interesting to make because there's like over 100 actresses. I shot it all over the country. So there were a lot of um, just sort of fun misadventures and bizarre people I met along the way. And such as the, you know, the Faces of Death story meeting the directors and there things like that. But, and also some crazier ones. There's a company called Far West Press that put it out. It's on their website, but you can just, search it to a cuddly toys companion i got it
0: off amazon it's like you could find it on their website far west but it's also you could get it on it's I, I just googled and it's like oh there's a book available uh, yeah. I like, look into this interview. uh and i don't know who this uh french artist uh moi is but they're yeah. really good
1: yeah no he's he's um he's i think he's spanish actually oh wait
0: that's not you who wrote the, did the art
1: yeah, you know, everyone thinks that it's like really funny. Oh, I Before was trying he... to make
0: a bad joke. It <laughs> says by moi and I just assumed it was you.
1: Oh, man. That, that's that's um actually really funny
0: because like... You killed my bit.
1: <laughs> I just like know him as his that name and stuff. And I didn't realize that like put, putting it on the cover, like the drawings by moi, that it would, it would be like by moi. I went oh, out yeah. of my way so to mispronounce I, I did moi. Not, I did, I did but his not name is Moi? Yeah, his name's Moi. <laughs> How could that be that
0: I stumbled on the right thing
1: I, well, by maybe, accident? Maybe, I think you just probably knew somehow psychically. <laughs> but um, yeah, his, his name's Molly. He, he's like, yeah, he's a really cool caricature artist. Um, oh,
0: great stuff. I, I, I mean, I was skimming through it because I, I got brickwalled by, I read the mm-hmm. forward. And I'm like, and I love any story about the making of anything. <laughs> So I was just like, I get to the point in the book where you say, stop reading this if you haven't seen the movie. Like, It's just going to make no sense and you're not going to enjoy yourself. I'm like, oh.
1: I mean, you can if you want to. I
0: know. I do. You I, know. The artist's yeah, intention. You, you just, I will... just
1: wait till the movie. Wait till the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I respect um, the artist's intention. So, yes.
1: But speaking of Far West, I have another book out through them, which uh, I put out with my sister, Parker Bowling, mm-hmm. which is actually something we've, we wrote when we were little kids. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that that we should, sent to Willie really at Far West, and we are like, we think this would be um, really funny if this was put out today. And so they ended up putting it out too. Um, so when we were little kids, we had this brilliant idea to write a book of pre-written letters for people that don't like to write letters themselves. So that um, if you ever needed to send a letter to someone, you could just pull out this book, and take out the pre-written letter and send it to them instead, <laughs> um, but the joke of the book is that they start out really vague of like things that people might actually need to send, and then they get increasingly more and more specific and <laughs> <in doing laughs> <laughs> these these letters that no one could possibly ever need. They're just like the funniest things ever, and uh we were little kids when we wrote them and <laughs> I uh I highly recommend that one. Oh, there, I'll check
0: it out too. I I miss I somehow missed that. I always miss okay something.
1: That, yeah. It, oh, it's called uh pre-written letters for your convenience, and it's all scans of the original letters that we wrote when we were kids. Oh,
0: so, so cool. uh, yeah. that is that's so clever to think of that as a kid. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like increasingly vague and specific that no yeah. one. I mean, that's yeah. that's <laughs> I mean, a great idea.
1: We write in the foreword, we're like this our our surprisingly advanced humor as children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like it's like really I I feel like the humor is like very oddly contemporary. It's like very like meme humor, but you yeah. know, before that was I recommended it. I I think they're hilarious. I don't know if everyone will but I know that some people have gotten it have been like dying laughing it's actually the I don't know if it still is but at least a couple weeks ago it was the staff pick at McNally's bookstore in New York which is like a big bookstore there so um yeah at least some people are appreciating it I think it's a it's a little sleeper hit right now but I I hope it'll gain a, a cult status someday now a word from our sponsor well, trucking old home, I was working the blizzard. She is colder than the Minnesota well digger's gizzard. I was up to my drive shaft in 18 inches of slush. Heavy white stuff. I had a jackknife and rig that drove like a sled, had a busted chain and a
0: load of bread for the old home filler up and keep on the trucking cafe. Mavis was
1: snowed in. Well, I stopped my boots off and gave her a grin. Shook out my cuffs and tracked on in. Says, how's about warming up a stool for an old home sled dog name of CW?
0: Says I'll tell you what, instead of chewing the fat, I'll fix a two-on-one. I says, what's that? She says a pair of fried eggs on a slice of that old home stone ground and a quart of hot chili. She says it's cold outside of Bet your truck won't start. Says you know what to say. Cold truck, warm heart. Well, she threw me a look that'd melt the crust off a half a loaf of Old Home Buttertop. Well, it snowed six feet up a telephone post, but Mavis and me stayed warm as toast at the Old Home Filler Up and Keep on the Truck Cafe. Yeah, Old Home is good bread. <clears throat> oh, God, I'm not watching this game again. Yes, I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. I'm telling you. It was a solid seven. Guys! Guys! What? Wow, what is this? Why are you out of breath? Guys! Guys! You know what the score to the Nick game is? <laughs> what a bozo. Guys! Guys! We have got ourselves a sponsor! Hey God! That's right, folks. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at Far West Press and maverick indie filmmaker, Kansas Bowling. We go way back with Miss Bowling, don't we, guys? Yes, sir. As the time of this recording, about one week. First up, for those who hate writing letters, there's pre-written letters for your convenience, pre-written by Kansas, alongside her sister and frequent co-conspirator, Parker Love Bowling. A series of increasingly specific and absurd letters that are meant to be cut out and sent to the people in your life. If you're like me, and I know I am, this book will tickle your funny bone and caress your aching knees. Next up is the companion book to Miss Bowling's upcoming film, Cuddly Toys, the aptly named A Cuddly Toys Companion. All kidding aside, I was shown a screen of this film, and it is nothing short of a masterpiece. Oh, don't worry, folks. You're going to hear a lot more about this film from me in the coming months. I was genuinely floored by it. This book follows the harrowing and often hilarious adventures Kansas and crew went on in making this soon-to-be classic. If you love film, filmmaking, and crazy behind-the-scenes stories, this book delivers all that in spades. And fret not, you needn't be familiar with Mrs. Bowling's Vieux. How do you say Vieux? Am I saying Vieux right? Auv? Yeah. You don't need to be familiar with Miss Bowling's Vieux <laughs> to enjoy this pair of books. You must simply be of unusually high intelligence and distractingly attractive, which is how I see our audience in my mind's eye. But now is your chance to prove it with action by heading on over to farwestpress.com and picking up pre written. (laughs) Bubba baby buggy bumpers. And picking up pre written letters for your convenience and a cuddly toys companion. While you're out, check out Kansas-bowling.com to see what goings on she's up to lately. You'll be supporting our shows by supporting our new sponsors, Kansas Bowling and farwestpress.com. Thank you for listening, folks. I love you. I think I got it. Oh, definitely. That's a great idea. (laughs) I'm actually jealous now. I'm like, oh, damn it. That's good. You know what I was doing as a kid? I was pretending to be a werewolf. Like, you know, that's what I was doing as a kid. I was taking cardboard boxes to make as coffins because I wanted to be (laughs) Dracula. It was that year I wanted to be Dracula. Then I wanted to be Groucho Marx for another year.
1: I mean, me and my sister would do other really weird things too, but, (laughs)
0: Well, we talked about the other day when I was dressed up as Batman and I'd wear the cape to go to sleep and I almost asphyxiated myself while sleeping because the cape was wrapped around my neck and my parents came into the room. I just woke up to people screaming because I'm sitting (laughs) apparently I was blue and my tongue was sticking out and I was losing. So I woke up. You ever wake up when you're 10 years old to your mom screaming and slapping you? I'm like,
1: we're doing (laughs) this now. What's happening? That's so scary.
0: It's actually really funny in retrospect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've been uh, doing a lot of shorts and music videos in the intervening years. Uh, mm-hmm. Just working like crazy. Uh, I don't have that kind of drive. Like you just constantly just next thing, next thing, next thing. It seems like just based on your IMDb. <laughs>
1: uh survival you know no, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i basically would do music videos to fund cuddly toys because i didn't i didn't have a producer to fund it i had to self-fund it so i would direct music videos and act in things to first pay rent and then to fund cuddly toys too so mm-hmm. i i got like a lot of donations and stuff for cuddly toys not not like officially through a platform like kickstarter or anything like that but uh back when i had instagram i would just like post like if if you want to donate a roll of film like any any 400 foot roll of film gets you a producer credit uh, a lot of things like that <laughs> so you're, you're
0: basically crisping crisping glovering your it
1: right? i guess you can call it that.
0: what's next do you like have anything like what you want to do next after this
1: uh yeah i'm actually halfway done shooting my next feature oh awesome yeah <laughs> oh, great um it's it's about real jane doe cases so it's these cases that jane does are bodies of women that have been found dead where you can't identify mm-hmm. uh who they are so i'm taking these like old cases and taking just very little we know about them which is usually Sometimes there's a cause of death, sometimes there isn't. But then we have like what they were wearing, the location they're at, things like that. And then sort of creating a story around that and about who I think they were. Uh, A lot of them are really old, though. So I'm I'm filming them all in the exact places they happened, talking to like the detectives on the cases, getting more information about them that's not available to the public that's going to be in the film. Um, So, I mean, aesthetically, I'm trying to match like the time period it was from and uh, for each different case. And yes, yeah, so I've, I've, I've actually been working on this for a long time. Like, even while I was making cuddly toys, I was doing research and talking, to, going, taking buses to different cities, talking, meeting up with uh, detectives and things like that. So now it's finally happening. I started filming this year, halfway done.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, you know, in indie production, it's always, it's we got some more money, let's go. You know, it's like, you know, it's yeah. like, that's how it is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, this one is just it's I have to shoot it in parts because, so, you know, each each scene is in a different part of the country. So it's a I, it, it kind of makes it easier in a way because I'm able to just do like little bits at a time. But obviously, there's a lot of difficulty in that, too, because you got to travel and it's a you know, it's a
0: mini it's a mini like you have to it's essentially start from scratch in terms of production. Like it's like, yeah, very, for each scene. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. we have to crew up here. We have to, you know, we have to get this, like all the materials and like, okay. Like, you know, when you're local, when you're localized, you it's like, okay, this is, we know where to go for things. Like, okay, we're going to a new place. And it's like, what's here? <laughs> where can i yeah, go Yeah, things
1: exactly. yeah and there's there's 12 different stories i'm doing so it's a lot but yeah i, I just got back from british columbia doing a scene this in this small town called hazelton we had to fly into vancouver and then drive 14 hours north so Oof. like real Whoa. middle of nowhere type places <laughs> we were like close to alaska
0: now, do you have like uh, speculative reenactments? Is that how you like frame these things, or
1: um, I guess that you could call them reenactments, but they're um, or just, um...
0: just narrative focused, like little representations yeah. of what you think their lives were. Or yeah, exa-
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, th- I mean, considering how long it's taken for cuddly toys to come out, just because of this, I there's issues with the music rights, but it, it is coming out soon. But um, it's it is likely that this this new one will come out very soon after <laughs> Cuddly Toys, <laughs> maybe you know. even at the the end of next year. That would that would be awesome.
0: It's so weird, like product, like working in film and stuff like that, where it's just like last film was in 2016. Your last feature, rather, is in 2016, which you probably made a few years before. Now it's just like here's two features all at once. You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. So keep your eye out for both of those, I guess, but cuddly toys especially.
0: Do you have a dream project? Because I always ask this for filmmakers. Is there like that one where it's like if money wasn't an object and the stars aligned and it's just like you didn't have to think of all like anything, any compromises? Like, what is there a dream film that you would like to do?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, I have. I basically have like my next ten or so movies lined up with like scripts I have that I want to do, but there there is one well there's actually two i have that probably require like real budgets one of because one of them involves nuclear war (laughs) the other one i really want brooke shields to star in so
0: (laughs) oh my god
1: because she's you know one of my heroes
0: well yeah i I, that's all i'm I'm tapped out guys sorry so (laughs) so yeah uh i really want to see cuddly toys when it comes out i'm totally in the bag for Anything you put out. Uh, Everybody check out A Cuddly Toys Companion from Far West Press. You can get on their website or Amazon. You could check out what's the other book? What's the name of the other book? If I don't have it written down, it doesn't exist anymore. I'm very sorry.
1: No, It's it's okay. It's a really convoluted title on purpose. It's called Pre-Written Letters for Your Convenience. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, Uh, Uh, it's... It's, it's a good one. Recommend it.
0: Thank you so much for coming uh, today to Kansas. Thank you. Uh, sorry about all the confusion with the email. I don't know what happened. I have AOL email still because I'm old and like I, I had to do everything through Facebook Messenger because I don't know how email works apparently. So apologies for it's that. Thank you so much for coming by. I'd love to have you on again to talk about more about genre films because that's like obviously like my obsession. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to just talk about movies or whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah so thank you so much i'm frank bonacci and i'm still the scum of the earth isn't that a fun sign off i get to say that it's so it's so fun it's so fun to say thank you very much joined by john Sachs. oh by the way john's here i don't think i introduced him the whole time he was here really officially (laughs) john Sachs is here from the zoning out podcast thank you for coming john (laughs) okay thank you so much
1: all right thank you